Hello and welcome to our 10th edition of Busy in the Sticks Chamber Podcast. Uh, My name is Tammy Ricks, CEO of the West Prince Chamber, and today I'm going to have an interesting conversation with Kester Nurse, our labour market resource, to discuss what does Chamber do? And then we can thank this question to my husband. (laughs) Welcome, Kester. Thanks, Tammy. (laughs) You've been with the Chamber since last November and uh, also a Chamber member previous to that. And uh, today we're going to discuss, uh, you know, rural West Prince Chamber, being a rural chamber, and uh, the importance of why you should be part of it. Um, Whether you're a business owner, a community member, or just even if you have interest, uh, we have memberships for voting members and for non-voting members. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's uh, chambers of commerce throughout the world, I believe. And I think a lot of businesses up here in West Prince don't realize quite well the value, the real value of becoming a chamber member. With that in mind, let's get to, you know, a little bit about the chamber, Tammy. How long has the West Prince Chamber of Commerce been around? Well, that's a hard question. Um, I know it's been at least over 40 years. Um, Every time I seem to ask one of the board of directors or somebody who's been involved in the past, as far as dates, you know, it's been well, I'd say close to 40 or 50 years. Now, it did die off, I think, back in 2001, and they had, I think, less than 50 members. But I can recall when I was with uh, the Western Development Corporation uh, in the early 90s, uh, Dave Blackadar had had the chamber over 200 members, so it's been around for a long time. I kind of began my journey here in June of 2017, and uh, we were at 40 members, and today we've grown to 225 members from all communities, uh, from Tignish all the way to Summerside. You know, we have a very dedicated professional board of directors. Uh, you may not always hear them, hear from them, but they're always engaged and active in all decisions, uh, you know, that chamber is making. You know, we're here, at, we were, we started out at the Rural Action Centre and uh, who offered us office space, but since January we relocated to Bloomfield and we are now uh, at 18 Guard Road uh, in the Markham West Mall, centrally located for our members to find us. It's been a journey, I guess, for the Chamber since the restart, we'll call it. Uh, You said you took over in 2017 with 40 members. It looks like it's been a regeneration process since then to now, uh, almost five years, up to 225 members at this present time in the middle of a pandemic. And not necessarily a move for expansion, but a move for Uh, becoming more centrally located to better access small businesses and your membership here now at 18 Guard Road. Yes, we're surrounded by our businesses and uh, it's it's always great to be close to the businesses so you can bounce off ideas. So That's right. Now we'll get to the crux of the matter here. Many people see uh, Chamber of Commerce and uh, obviously the word commerce might make them feel that it has to do with retail or business or whatever like that. Myself, I was fortunate to know what a Chamber of Commerce is. But since I've moved here, and even some of the membership sometimes that I've dealt with, they don't have quite the scope of what a Chamber necessarily does, behind the scenes especially. Some of them might know, okay, they see us at the breakfast mixers, or they'll come out to the golf tournaments, or, you know, they'll see Chamber as uh, associated with other 
not-for-profits and assisting the community. But I know your husband even asked you yourself, if your own husband, um, you're working at the chamber, you're the director <laughs> of the chamber, and he asked the magical question, which I'm now going to give you the opportunity to clarify. What does chamber do? There it is. There's that question. Hence the name of the podcast today. Well, uh, when I hear this, I, I always like to just dive right in and tell people when I, I'm out visiting. And uh, sometimes that was my first question, actually, when I would, uh, are you familiar with the Chamber of Commerce? Do you know what the Chamber of Commerce does? Because a lot of times, like you said, people don't know what the Chamber of Commerce means around here. The first two words that kind of come to mind are networking and exposure. And, uh, you know, the Chamber can provide one of the easiest ways to get exposure in the business community. It's a very natural setting, a very natural network. You know, we can help provide that platform for, for business people to, to network. Like you said, through our events, uh, we have breakfast mixers and we have our business awards gala. But it's also a place to help build and nurture those relationships. So, you know, as I'm out in the community trying to attract new business members, um, it's also about, you know, ex helping them build new relationships and getting to know other people. So the Chamber offers that platform. And I believe that's one of our strengths is, you know, inside networking and the continued success uh, in, at our members' events. You know, that you can gain valuable, valuable insights uh, from professionals in various fields within, within the Chamber. You know, we have all industry and business involved. And like you said, we're 225 members but we also offer that one-on-one -on -one support uh, on general business topics. If you're a new business starting out, maybe you need that extra bit of promotion. Um, you know, maybe if you've been a long existing business, but you've, you found you need more contacts. Maybe you're looking for new staff, things like that. Um, you know, and a lot of our members love our business-to-business -business member discount. Yeah, I think, I think that's something that uh, once you've joined the chamber, you start to actually take advantage of. There is business-to-business -business deals to be had and discounts with various members. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, current business-to-business -business discounts that you have that are available? Yeah, so we, we do have member-to-member um, -member discounts. I mean, one of the things actually Chamber is known for, we do have a, a great group insurance plan, the Chamber plan, uh, for anybody that's interested in our medical and dental benefits. You know, we have Flagship, which is a, a shipping uh, program that uh, will kind of give you the best deal for different carriers, whether it's UPS or Purelater, things like that. But the member-to-member B2B um, discounts are where the members can offer um, you know a special discount between the members so we have um, people like the medicine shop in Alberton um, Noonan Petroleum who offers a discount in furnace oil and propane and H&R Block the Guardian Innovative Smart Solutions these are just to name a few the cork and barrel check out it on our website and you can take a look at the various discounts this year we actually mailed around some cards for people to take advantage uh, of these so we, we're hoping they do Kester yeah it's <laughs> convenient so Kester um, you have been a member for a few, few years yeah uh, within chamber and you have your own business and right now it's, of course it's on a part-time basis um, with Melloray Creative Services, a marketing company. What do you find most beneficial from your membership and, and your involvement with the West Prince Chamber? It's got to be the networking, uh, especially in a rural area like this. We still live in a community that's kind of mouth to mouth. And I knew this, you know, even as a somebody in marketing, even with the advances we have in social media and videos and 
uh, all the new technology for marketing. Word of mouth marketing is still basically your bread and butter in rural areas. Um, and I understood that when I moved here. So I took advantage of becoming a chamber member. The information that is available for training, some of the events that you put on that have professionals that come to give advice, definitely meeting other business people in the community. So you've been I, here for how many years? It's five, five going on. Five six, years, yeah. but you've been coming to the island for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can see how um, new people who, especially if they're starting a business, need that networking. You need to get to know the business community. Of course, definitely. Because um, even for your own personal well-being or your own personal advancement in a new community, becoming a chamber member is almost vital. Uh, you get to know, like you said, uh, the main players in certain areas. Um, and as a business person, it definitely helps um, because you get to learn business practices in a different place. Hence why others should be engaged, even if they think that, well, you know, I can't make it to the breakfast, but, but it's so important for other members and other new business opportunities for them to get to know those people. Yeah. And then um, I'm sure we'll discuss this later on, but the behind the scenes of what the chamber does, if you become a member, you actually get to have a say in what some of those uh, behind the scenes, which is mostly advocating for um, better practices for businesses, you know, tax relief for businesses. If you're not a member, then you go, don't get to say that to get advocated for. That's right. And a lot of businesses, they're so busy with their day-to-day -day operations that, um, you know, they don't have time to sometimes pay attention to that stuff. Maybe an email came in or maybe it's notification on this and you haven't had time. The chamber has your back. We're looking out for the business community and we are following along with all that stuff that's going on. Um, you know, we're part of the Atlantic and the Canadian Chamber, so we see, you know, the types of policies that are, are coming down the pipes uh, to work with government on those things to advocate for. So, um, hence, get involved and, and have your say. Yeah, it's definitely been beneficial to myself uh, as a member. And now that I'm actually working with the Chamber, I can see the benefits even more clearly. Just to get back into it now then, um, Chamber in this iteration, since you've taken over, is going into its fifth year, year five. Mm -hmm. It's been rejuvenated, like we said, from 40 members all the way up to 225 members at the West Prince Chamber. For you, now that you're taking this from its infancy stages again um, and seeing its regrowth, what are the most fulfilling parts or successes or uh, steps of the journey? for you personally it's hard to believe it's uh, we're going into year five you know I where does the time go it's you know and I think of a lot of small businesses you know in the first few years of infancy like it's a real telltale to, to see if your business or your organization is going to survive so I kind of feel a little sense of relief that we're at year five and you know we've done pretty well and we're making the journey I I do believe that the chamber was a calling for me I was actually uh, I come from, you know, my own business and uh, I was an entrepreneur for close to 12 years and ran my own successful uh, bookkeeping business. My father was an entrepreneur. So I kind of knew firsthand what it was like to be a small business owner and to have, you know, how to overcome many challenges. I really wanted to kind of, and it's just the way it worked out, you know, I was out of contract and I was working part-time, I think, with Transportation West, but... Um, I really wanted to help the business community. I still had that need to kind of help businesses and, and want and help them succeed. Um, so I just felt like the chamber was struggling 
And I seen, you know, that they were trying to come back. And I said, you know, it was time for a fresh outlook and maybe a new person and time to spice things up. Yeah, so, there you go. A, a quick change. Yes. Different flavor. Different flavor. New people. Um, and that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, you know, like I said. And, of course, they did offer, um, you know, full-time. I think the Chamber struggled in the past with volunteers and not having someone full-time in the position. So, you know, we have a very successful Business Awards Gala once a year to recognize the business community and give back. Um, but most of all, I really wanted to bring people together and 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 show them how to collaborate and and get involved with like-minded organizations to, to you know to help get our fair share of resources to our region here and remain viable you know for for future generations to come. You know, I was one of those families, Kester, and we always talk about it. You know, as we're raising our children, are they going to struggle here to work if? you know are they going to go away and are they going to leave and yes I understand they have to leave for a while but you know if you're not a fisher if you're not a farmer or you don't have a successful business or work for government you you are going to struggle to make a living in rural PEI yeah and that's why uh, when you have this backbone this support this network of small businesses all being at the chamber they can move as one don't fight the battle by yourself. Use the chamber and uh, have a unified voice. And I think that was one of the things when I was running my business that I felt so isolated at time that I wasn't part of a network because I was a one-person business. And I didn't have that network of people. So I didn't have a chance to bounce ideas off or get advice from. So that would have been very valuable to me. And I think I was involved with the chamber for one year. But again, there wasn't a lot of activity. But it was very critical for me. And I think that's part of why, you know, I wanted to be so involved today. Where the thing changes for everybody is being able to find a niche and then find support and then find like-minded people. That's right. So the Chamber's providing all of those things. It's growing. It's obviously having to adapt like everybody else has in, especially in this past pandemic, couple of years. So where do you see the Chamber? Uh, like, what does the future hold and what is your immediate vision for the West Prince Chamber? Well, I think like myself, and I believe that all islanders kind of want to look past this pandemic, and I realize we're, we're still in it, and we're still recovering. And, but most people want to move on, and they want to plan for the future, and they want to continue on with business is what I'm hearing. You know, like you said, the past year and a half, um, it's been challenging for a lot of businesses. Uh, I know even this, ourselves as chambers, we've lost close over 20 members, um, but we have gained new members. So new businesses are continuing to develop uh, despite the pandemic. So that's a good thing. Um, you know, rural chambers, I think, always will struggle. We always have to continue to work hard at selling our memberships and uh, marketing our, our programs to remain viable. Uh, for the future. So I think maybe offering, you know, new types of services and, and uh, maybe such as business profiling. We did some for the Business Awards Gala and marketing, you know, our podcast are great opportunities for businesses to take advantage of. So yeah. having an open mind for that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, I think it's time the businesses out here realize that we should be taking advantage of the moves in technology and the different services available to get their businesses there's a wider market. That's right. There's nothing we can't do unless the internet fails on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I think my vision for the future, I think, uh, you know, for the West Prince Chamber is to, to remain relevant in our region and, and to have that unified voice 
for all business and industry and, um, you know, to continue to advocate uh, to our, our communities, our municipalities and businesses, how important it is to work collaboratively and to stop fearing the unknown and, and work towards a viable solution at growing and attracting new young families to our region. You know, the future economic challenges will remain in our tourism industries and uh, many of them have suffered and shut down and uh, many small businesses. Will they continue to remain open for locals or close early? You know, these are the questions that, that we're asking and, and we, we, we see that's going on right now in the community. We kind of have a mish, mishmash of uh, businesses some are open some are closed on the weekends you know how we continue to promote and welcome people to our region will be very a very important factor uh, moving forward and and we all have to be kind of on the same page and and open for business to bring back the economy so definitely it's going to take some work but like you said if we all move and push in one direction instead of pulling different directions we should get some that's clear right. directions for the future yeah oh i, I love my job kester it's uh uh, I'll continue to trudge along and communicate what I see. So it's uh, been a it's been a pleasure these last five years. It hasn't been easy, but it's I do love it. It seems to be working. So Kester, um, you're involved. We, we last year we started the the labor market uh, resource project, and uh, it was an initiative with Eastern Eastern PEI Chamber. Uh, and um, two positions came out of it. Lori and I had worked on this, and maybe you can give us a little update of what's going on um, with the Rural Labor Market Project right now. Yeah, so I'm the labor market resource in the west. Uh, Sandra Hodder Acorn is the labor market resource in the east. Our main objective was to complete a needs assessment survey, which was finished and completed by MRSB, who did a fantastic job for us. Uh, the response to that survey was fairly good, and the numbers and data that we got from it definitely trended to what we were thinking along the lines, but there were some small, yeah, I guess, surprises based on the data. I won't get too much into that. We will have the results coming up here soon. Yeah, we're yeah. just we're just making sure that we actually put up a labor market resource website or landing page that would have all this information available. From the project, one of the first things we've started to do is uh, notice where the needs, the greatest needs are maybe in training. Um, a lot of small businesses were struggling. Obviously, we all know the problem with finding workers right now. Yes. Um, and the labor market project is obviously heavily involved in assessing and solving this problem. Our second year would probably be taking this information and streamlining it so that we provide proper outlets for proper training to help assist with the shortage of skilled workers or to prepare people to join a much needed labor force. So do you see right now everybody's having that labor shortage, they can't seem to find anybody to work and we talk about training um, at a time when people are scrambling uh, for workers, how do you think it's going to affect the business? Well, business, it's, businesses are already affected. Uh, so there's very little time to cry over spilt milk. Uh, this is what a lot of people tend to not realize is if we keep saying what the issue is and somebody else says, yeah, it's an issue, and then somebody else responds negatively again with, yes, it's an issue, then that's three sets of energies that have not started to solve it. So that's why we've acknowledged it, and we're not going to spend any more time on it. What we're going to do now is take that information and see how best to get people ready for it. Even if there is an availability of employable people, they lack basic soft skills. So we're looking to solve that first. Other training would be training that could take months or years. 
we understand that we don't have that time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to solve what we can for the short term, immediate. And maybe it could be some of the practices that other businesses are doing. Maybe some ways it's been, they've been cutting back their hours uh, to adjust with, you know, what workers they do have and, and they can fit their schedules. So maybe we can share some of the practices that are going on right now. Definitely. Well, besides uh, the labor market project itself, it's been still a busy summer. So I know here at the chamber, we've been working on uh, promoting our golf outing on September 17th. Um, We have a neat breakfast mixer coming up on September 21st. That would be uh, pretty interesting to most of our members and get them back in that networking vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's going to be the day after the election, so it might be (laughs) buzzing at that breakfast mixer. I'm sure you're going to want to be there to get in tired eyes that morning. Oh yeah, but (laughs) they'll want to get in on the gossip. Um, And one of the great things um, that's happened, not just in rural PEI, but in PEI on the whole, and you know, it might've been a negative thing going into the pandemic, but I think, um, Purchasing local has become a thing again, and our Love Local campaign is back on. Um, As a chamber member, we're proud to be associated with the Love Local campaign and to, you know, promote this. Uh, Most of us here in West Prince, you know, we know our business owners by name, by face, by location. We know what they've been through, and we've been pretty good at supporting local, and um, there's no reason to not continue. Love Local. Let's get the campaign going. That's right. That's right, Kester. So what's happening next? Well, you know, and how do we how do we create uh, the 21st century opportunities for islanders uh, is a question um, I'll leave you with. And um, I think, uh, Kester, and you'll probably agree, I think we all have to keep an open mind. And um, uh, we have the election coming up, like you said, on September 20th. And we have to listen to what the parties are proposing um, for this upcoming election. And uh, I encourage everyone to really listen to what each party uh, has to say and, um, you know, what it'll take to grow our region in particular. Educate yourself and please make the time to vote. We have, um, I guess we have five candidates for the Egmont uh, region. And I'll just quickly go through them in case you haven't researched. We have Alex Clark with the Green Party, and he's the owner of Evermore Brewing. Uh, Lisa Bradshaw, NDP, and she has, uh, she's a dental assistant and an EAA and a business owner. So she's involved in quite a bit. Uh, Wayne Bigger, he's the People's Party, real estate agent. And of course, we have Bobby Morrissey uh, with the Liberals, who's been our MP for the last six years. And then Barry Balsam, um, for the Conservatives, is the founder of Arlington Orchards and an apple farmer. So if you're getting out to vote, I and all you students, if you're listening um, and you want to vote early, the advanced polls, I guess, this year will open up uh, September 10th to the 13th. Um, and I guess there's even something new you can mail in. Um, so just check out um, Elections Canada for details uh, when the advanced polls and uh, for that mail-in vote. And it's been a pleasure, Kester. Thank you so much uh, for asking um, what that question was. What does Chamber do? And I hope uh, we were able to answer a lot of questions that you may have had uh, today. And again, uh, you can always uh, check out uh, our website at uh, westbridgechamber.com and we have uh, a lineup of our fall events. Yeah, it's been great. I'm pretty sure the people out there have seen the chamber. Now maybe they have a better idea of what the chamber does and how it could help them and how uh, getting into this new future of ours, it's better to have a united voice for small businesses. Till next time. 